0: You can't improve what you can't measure. Remember that, motherfucker. This is Security Today. Welcome to Security Today, my friends and cohorts, to this episode. Yes, episode 23 of Security Today. I am the security industry's most improving metric to bear. That's B-A-E-R. Follow me right now on Instagram and Twitter at securitybear, B-A-E-R, and this podcast on Instagram. Uh, Instagram at Security Today Podcast. Also, I want you to know that it really matters when you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, whatever podcast platform you're listening to. It really helps out uh, in the department of knowing if this is getting to anybody or not. So, today we're going to be going over uh, what seems to be one of the most boring topics in security industry: metrics. Now that all the soft-hearted wannabes have shut off the podcast, let me be clear and say that if you're still with us, I was 100% lying, and you are 100% going to go places in the industry if you don't stick it out. For what is considered boring, to at least have a scope and understanding on it, then you ain't meant for the cream of the crop. You ain't got what it takes to be the pick of the litter. But if you' listening right now, then you ain't no runt. You ain't some commoner when it comes to security. Hell, nah. You don't mix and mingle with the hoi polloi, the unwashed multitude. Nah, dog, you gold. You security gold. So let's kick this pig and talk about what we're going to talk about today. That's right. There's a new tech company called Spawner. (laughs) <laughs> it's R-S-P-N-D-R, they forgot the owls, yes, R-S-P-N-D-R, that's Responder, that may have not brought any vowels, but they are debuting in the U.S., and we need to talk about it. We're also going to chit-chat, just a hair about intercoms, and today's meat is metrics. It seems like a snooze fest, but it hits like a booze fest. I don't know what that means, but we're going to get to it. But first, let's give a shout out. That's right. Every single week, we shout out a Instagram handle on this podcast to show you the type of tech that, number one, you need to be following, their type of company, and also the type of tech or company that represents what it means to be in excellence, to be part of the Clean Can Mafia, to be somebody who takes their work seriously and does good in the world. And that really matters when it comes to the security industry. We've already talked about. That we talked about it last week just a little bit, so I just want to uh make sure that we're shouting out people who deserve to be shout out this week. It's at AB Lock, New Hampshire. That's right. One of my favorite shout-outs to do. Yes, I've shouted out this handle uh a couple of times before, but it's a new look over here at security today, and I want to rehighlight some of the greats. Now, when your old Uncle Bear was just a mere nephew to the game, you know what I'm saying? I followed this guy. I followed this account and I saw that they were using PDK so I reached out to ask if I could call and ask some questions because I was really interested in these yellow cans and how GD clean they were coming out of his Instagram profile and Brian picked up the phone and gave me the skinny and since then I think we've grown a friendship with this locksmith security technician that runs a major outfit out of Dover, New Hampshire and slays it in the lakes regions in the sea coast of New Hampshire. The, the, the account. Does ju- uh, doesn't does just deserve your follow it demands it with some seriously awesome installs of everything from data to alarms to security to locks so smash that follow button and when you do shoot a dm tell them that they not only lived up to the hype from the bear himself but they exceeded it all right <clears throat> let's get into some chit chat did you know that intercoms can provide touch-free access control? (laughs) Yeah, me neither. Well, guess what? Tell the boys, you can. The global pandemic has resulted in many people reconsidering priorities in the way we go about daily life, specifically keeping ourselves and those around us uh, at a distance. (laughs) To meet demand, the security industry has developed and implemented new technologies that we've all seen to help minimize touching things, because God forbid we touch things. Look, touch-free access control is a bit of a torn subject for me. And I'm not just referring to COVID. I didn't want to say that word on this podcast, but it's only a matter of time. I'm referring to my love and attraction to technological innovation and how I really do think that touch-free access control is super dope and it looks cool and I'd love to put it in. But at the same time, technology going away from touch and other sort of fundamental human properties is a little tough for me on a moral and ethic level. And that's just on the, the cyber side and those sorts of things. You see, we need more than Ever in the time that we're in to be connected, and while waving your hand seems like James Bond and getting into a secure door is probably something that all men should feel at some point. Growing a culture and society away from touch, feel, uh, communication—you know, person to person engagements, those sorts of things—it isn't necessarily a good thing for us long term. So, all that to say, when within a preset, uh, yeah, preset range and send community. All that, uh, what, I missed my line. All that to say when the intercom is integrated with an access control solution, the intercom system can detect motion with a preset range and send communication to a security officer on the front or the front desk attendant now this eliminates the need for a visitor to touch a shared keypad or communal door handle and while my tensions exist this is a very cool feature for intercom at gate entrances now I've been uh pretty regularly I've needed to punch into or call into a gate to get into communities uh in northern Montana when I was doing you know work up there and the ability to wave or to do that or to start the process just by AI would be convenient so I do think that this feature kind of coming into the intercom space um, is is cool and is good Um, I just want to be on on uh, on alert that if we're getting away from some of the human fundamentals and kind of disconnecting from that I don't know what it'll result in so I'm torn on this one but you know what what do you think Go ahead and DM me at Security Bear B A E R to share your thoughts. Uh, you know, send me a reel, send me a, a story, or whatever it be, because I want to know what you think too. Should intercom or should access control solutions get away from uh physical touch uh so yeah let me let me know let me know let's go on to our product highlight responder sorry i can't not say it like that it's rspndr and they have created a service connecting monitoring stations with active alarms to on-demand mobile guard units verification and police uh, deprioritization has led to delayed or non-existent responses with traditional security guards we talked about this just a couple weeks ago on episode 21 go check it out on alarm verification um Responder partners with local licensed guard companies to deliver alarm response demand. By generating dispatch needs, guards spend less time waiting and more time serving customers, so guard companies that join the program become more productive and profitable, according to the company. Now, Responder is currently operating in Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Tucson, and maybe a couple more places by the time I've been talking about this, but they claim that it works like this. Step one, an alarm's triggered. Step two, alarm is dispatched to the responder network. Step three, the nearest responder Guard, or they just call them the Responder, ac- accepts the alarm in the app, and step 4, Responder finishes the investigation and submits report through the app, step 5, the site is secure. DM at Security Today Podcast and let me know what you think about this. I think it's innovative, and it's trying hard to use technology for good. It does have some weight, and I think it could be an alternative and a successful venture. Now, But it would take a lot of legwork to make something like this uh, kind of the main mainstream. I, I can see it in some niche areas, some niche areas, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it, it's it's cool. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to get that engagement up. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, the, that that's where we're at with that. Let's go on to the meat, the metrics. Now, some of you may be wondering what I'm talking about or already have an idea in mind when I say that we will be talking about security metrics. Let me clarify where I'm coming from first so that we're all on the same page. Then, I'll try to define a few metrics and finally we'll dive into the importance and the need for them. Now in a fast-paced world full of uh, tight budgets and increased regulations and oversight there has been a push over the last 10 years or so from high up execs to continually hold their managers to a higher standard. Now with this standard managers are being asked to now provide hard data to justify funding and resource requests. They have to show ROI for the programs that they are asking for. The majority as of now of people who listen to this podcast appear to be more of that technician role. Um, And it's easy to get on the same page when I say to these techs that there is a shit ton of out of date and insufficient security systems out there that companies big and small need to be sunsetting quickly. We all know, we walk in to the rat's nest, we walk in to the 35 year old alarm panel. And working for a national security service provider I myself had run into old panels in high-end server sites that took me calling around the nation to find like three of our fellow employees that had been in the game long enough just to help me troubleshoot the panel that I was looking at. Unfortunately. As much as we technicians would like for companies just to shell out 100 G's, you know, to update their security system, it can be quite the red tape and uh, hoop and loop dance just to justify the spending. So everyone admits that they need security, but in the world of paperwork and statistical data, to earn the dough, you got to prove the woe. I just made that up too. You can quote that today. To earn the dough, you got to prove the woe, my brothers. Now, it uh, it can't just be told that the security is old and out of date and it's costing you money. You need some sort of metric that shows the errors, the insufficiency the cost expenditures that are sinking company dollars because it costs more to service the equipment than just replace it. And once you've done that, you've only just begun because you need to continue to remind the people who are uh, allotting the money for these systems to remind them with the metrics why the physical security system is effective and where exactly it is most effective. Now. A past president of the ASIS International stated it as, measurement is a key driver. And ASIS International and the ASIS Foundation has established in the past an initiative to clearly define security program metrics for the future. So despite the obvious benefits, program metrics are a new and kind of unfamiliar tool to the average security professional, even shy of a decade after the initiative was started. Now I do believe that this will change soon and it's why I wanted to bring it up on this podcast because there's two things I want to touch on before I continue on to define several metrics so that I have fully clarified what metrics are as a whole. Now, the first I want to note that security metrics must be what is called SMART. That's S-M-A-R-T. If they follow this criteria, then they can be considered a metric. And the criteria is this. And the, uh, you know, smart, specific metrics are something that actually cross industries. They're not just in our industry, but they're elsewhere too when you're talking about KPIs and all sorts of stuff. So the first thing is it has to be specific. Each metric needs to matter to the consumer specifically, and we'll circle back to this. It has to be measurable. You have to be able to quantify it. It has to be attainable. If it takes too much time to gather, then the metric really just becomes less effective. And it has to be repeatable. You can't compare the metric unless you can produce it consistently. And finally, it needs to be time dependent. You need to use the same time periods to yield the most accurate results. Now, with that said, I know this is a lot, so just hang in, just open your ears, take a deep breath, hang in. With that said, Let me define some benefits, and then we'll tackle a few examples of metrics when metrics come into play. Number one, some of the benefits. You will gain a better understanding of performance of the PSS, the physical security system. You will identify potential risks within the program. Metrics can help identify problems and discover broken internal processes. It can help improve accountability with the security system and the people who are using it. Um, It can measure how uh, the, the company's program performs against established benchmarks that have already been put out there, and metrics can drive performance improvement while also justifying resource allocation. Now, the way you're gonna show a company these benefits is through metrics such as the following. Look, metrics are just that. And being that you can deep dive into this shit and end up ass backwards with a full list of numbers and can potentially mean nothing, it's important to note that what works over here may not work over there. I just don't want to go into these examples with the listener thinking that they can just build a simple program that they can stamp on the next few clients. We'll go into that after the examples, but it's crucial to formulate metrics around the specific customer. Let me give you some examples. Physical security metrics are things like uh, forced door metrics, okay? So forced doors are commonly defined as an entry through a controlled door without authorization or use of authorization. Having a number on how many door forces you've had over the past week, over the past month, is going to provide you metrics. Um, there's also things like the door held, where generated when the predefined duration of the uh, door positioning switch by pass expires right so if they hold the door open they might be letting people in that you don't want in your facility Uh, another example is like unauthorized access attempts an alarm resulting in a user error system programming or errors or device malfunction Uh, Another one would be like user-defined actions and alarms. So, user-defined alarms are essentially the focus of a SOC operator and these alarms are configured to include detailed info about the alarm and the specific instructions for response to that type of alarm. Uh, You can have metrics on comm failure. You can have metrics on weekly forced entry, door holds, unauthorized attempts, etc. You can have metrics on the response to an alarm incident. So, from Guard force response to security systems integrator response, and even response to customer requests. Metrics can show how your clients' personnel are benefit, benefiting or draining resources when it comes to your clients. Uh, you can also have metrics like training metrics that um, the personnel metrics can prove the effectiveness of your security program. The, co- the this consists of like inward facing and outward facing training metrics like percentage of staff members meeting all requirements to training needs identified courses developed delivered and total percentages of students attending these courses metrics go above and beyond and they go in all sorts of places it's easy to kind of get out of your head in it because you're like "Well, where do I even start but the metrics list is long and stuff like stu- stuff, everything that I just said didn't even begin to touch things like compliance metrics in the public sector and additional metrics that pour out of merging some of the those listed that I that I've said and some of those not. And I just want to touch on a final metric before we discuss the importance of building the story for your client, and that is the man time to mitigate vulnerabilities (MTTMV). Now, this is a super important metric. I'm going to say it again: man time to mitigate vulnerabilities. This metric is measured in units of time. Using the following formula, a security staff can calculate the average time to mitigate a known vulnerability and can also identify processes requiring action to reduce the average time. So the formula for the metrics goes like this. The date of mitigation equals the date vulnerability was detected over the total number of mitigated vulnerabilities. I won't deep dive on this formula now, but this formula along with the security cost per square foot formula and the security cost per employee DM me if you want those are game changers when it comes to compliance and narrowing down how effective a security system is. So if you're in a if you're a company and you're looking at an old ass security panel that is that you're servicing almost every week and you're getting outrageous amounts of, you know, um, bypassed alarms or door helds or you know anything like that, you can use things like the man time to mitigate vulnerabilities, and the um, security cost per square foot. You can use things like this to show companies that hey, it would actually benefit you if uh, you paid out a little now and got something more reliable, more robust um, that isn't from 1973. Now, imagine the kind of application, mobile or browser or integrated into an access control system that could show you what I call post-install embedded vulnerabilities, which differ from pre-install current vulnerabilities. So pre-install current vulnerabilities might be a back door that isn't locked often, or a blind spot on the building, an alleyway, etc. Whereas post-install embedded vulnerabilities might be that you have a higher number of door held events reported on the south door and discovering what is causing it to close the gap in your security even tighter. Metrics touch every aspect of physical security and it's important that it is at least addressed in your physical security approach to life. You see, with the understanding of what metrics are, it is as equally important to understand how to use them with your client. Key metrics vary by CSO, organization, industry, this, that, and the other. What's important to an energy provider, Georgia Power, which is federal regulation compliance, for example, may not be important to the coffee purveyor, Starbucks, which deals with armed robbery statistics, for example. Metrics resist uniformity, says uh, Dennis Treese, director of the security of Massachusetts Port Authority. So what works here may not work there. Metrics resist uniformity. Uniformity. Put that in your ma- your brain. That's a little nugget. Northland Controls, a global uh, physical security expert company based out of California, has put out a blog on this that breaks it down in a simple way. So remember to always look to the show notes for links and resources um, when I build these podcasts because they're all there, my friends. Now, the blog points out that based on the response of 3,000 security professionals, as is created five metric categories that are applicable to a variety of security 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 teams. These categories include security incidents, criminal incidents and investigations, cost against budget, security training, and guarding performance. So while these buckets may cover general metrics, they should be tracked. It's important to take a look at your unique challenges and opportunities. They have narrowed down the way to help customize your approach to a client through four approaches. Number one, define what success looks like and what problems you're trying to solve for your client. Number two, determine the story you're trying to tell with your, with your uh, relationship with this company. What, what is the story that they're trying to tell and how does that shape the story now as a security integrator that you're trying to tell for them? Number three, set a baseline to provide context for your future findings. Number four, define a reporting structure that will turn data into action. You see, metrics and data might be boring from the outside in, but from the inside out, they tell a story, and defining what that story is for your customer is crucial to the metrics and data playing the most effective role it can. So in summary, security metrics touch every single aspect of security. They tell a story. Finally, they close the security gap even tighter, which this is why you're on site. And they do that by bringing to light post-install embedded vulnerabilities, which prove return on investment to upper management and shore up vulnerabilities that they will make the security system even more true to the heart of security, which is securing your client. So I try to push on this podcast that that the security integrator is an incredibly valuable job to our society. And one of the ways that we do that and we peel back onions and we look over here at different facets is when we're looking at metrics, I know, they're boring, I, uh, you know, looking at them on paper and probably everything that I just said is like, wow, you know, I, I don't know too much about that or that doesn't really involve me when I'm pulling wire but the fact that you know about it is going to give you the upper hand because you're building your worldview on security and when we use these metrics it's it's one more way to tighten the security gap up if you're using post install embedded vulnerabilities you're saying hey look you did excellent at getting security on your building that's the first step the second step is we're gonna use metrics we're gonna set up reports so that we can look back once a week once a month once a quarter and we can say where are the vulnerabilities in this install that we've had on our building for now a year, two years, five years, and we're going to shore those up by either finding solutions or replacing products, those sorts of things. This is how you become the golden child of security for your clients, and it will bring you prosperity, wealth, uh, passion for your job. It'll, It'll make you feel like you're doing good in the world. I'm telling you, I know this because I'm doing it, homies. So listen, I know this topic's a little boring, but It's what we need, it's what we need. So that's it for security today, okay? (laughs) it's it's a long-winded topic but it's crucial to security systems as they multiply and expand to large intrusion and access control systems to even know about metrics i'm telling you right now you're already a cut above the rest dm me to see how you can sponsor a show because i will get you on here and also dm me with your thoughts you know like when we chit chat when we're talking about product highlights i've had a couple you know pls technologies and stuff like that like i've had people reach out and be like oh i heard that and i actually think this is about it or yeah, I've used that or I would love to use that something like that. I just love the interaction. This podcast is driven by interactions with fantastic technicians on Instagram, such as at a b lock n h. That's right, follow him. Um, so do get at do get at him. You know, get 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 those follows. Start surrounding yourself. Get those ten thousand hours in, so you can become that master of security. And also, this podcast only survives when you tell someone else about it. So you just listen to it now. Tell somebody about it. I don't care if it's on your Instagram. I don't care if you call up a you know an old security tech that you love to work with but now y'all have switched jobs and stuff like that you gotta tell people about this man and subscribe follow and pump this out on your stories we will see you next week i'm so thankful i'm so thankful to be in this position in your eardrums i appreciate you and we will see you next week security today fam adios